millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 1136. I'm coming at you today from Boston, Massachusetts and Boston Comic Con. And I'm talking about the last of the eight stories from Entertainment Weekly on The Last Jedi as part of their fall 2017 movie preview cover story. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Mike and Joe from the Cantina Cast. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And yeah, there's not... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is not a big news event, <laughs> not by any stretch of the imagination. So Boston Comic-Con, this is more of a family fun event. I'm here with Quizmaster Joe and Scorekeeper Declan and uh, friends of theirs and their family and so on and so forth. Just having some fun here. Anthony Daniels is here. Alan Tudyk is here. But that's pretty much it as far as the Star Wars presence goes. I mean, of course, the 501st is here. Of course, the Rebel Legion is here. And the R2-D2 Builders Club is here. So, yeah, that stuff is going on, too. But this is not a big news situation by any stretch of the imagination. The only Comic-Cons where you get any sort of new news about Star Wars are really San Diego Comic-Con and New York Comic-Con. And that's pretty much it. So instead, we get to continue to talk about The Last Jedi in the fall 2017 movie preview cover story that Entertainment Weekly ran. Anthony Resnickin had the last of his eight stories posted on Saturday, which covered basically sort of the things that hadn't gotten mentioned so far. So... I don't want to call them afterthoughts. I don't mean it really that way, especially when it talks about four very strong characters in Kylo Ren, Captain Phasma, Chewbacca, and Maz Kanata. But yeah, they did not necessarily get the same level of devotion that other characters did. And yet, and yet, we still got some tidbits about their characters. So one of the things that Ryan Johnson talks about in this story is about Kylo Ren and saying that the huge defining act, the murder of his father in The Force Awakens, is the more interesting thing to dive into as far as Kylo Ren's character goes. He says, how has he dealt with that in his head? Where is he at in terms of that act? And what does that mean for him? And so that was something that was very briefly touched upon in The Force Awakens novelization where Alan Dean Foster talks about a sort of I don't have the novel with me here in Boston, so I'm going off my memory, but basically that he was weakened and kind of sickened by the act, like, you know, not, you know, sickened, like, I can't believe I did that more, just like, it did not give him fully the power that he hoped it would, basically, it took something away from him, it seemed, as a result, and so it looks like we're going to get to dig a little bit deeper into that in The Last Jedi. Meanwhile, there's a note about Captain Phasma, and we don't get a lot about her here. There was, in fact, 
a story not too long ago where Gwendolyn Christie said that she was able to consult with Ryan Johnson on her character. And so there was an active collaboration on the character development process. And in this article, Ryan Johnson says, Gwendolyn Christie is one of my favorite people. And you get to see her in action, which I think is going to be really fun, which, of course, (laughs) you know, that's a great solution for all the critics who were bummed that she just stood around and looked intimidating but didn't actually do much in the force awakens and not only do we get to hopefully see her shooting off her blaster her custom chrome blaster but also that crazy spear that she had on the cover of vanity fair that we saw back in may we also get to find out about chewbacca and that uh, he's not exactly going to be depressed, but according to Anthony Bresnikin, we might encounter a Chewbacca who is more, a little more volatile than usual. Although, uh, Ryan Johnson says, Chewie's doing all right. It's tough. It was obviously a big loss for him, but you know, he's Chewie. He's resilient. He's got broad, wookie shoulders, and he also has a new mission. He's got Rey, and she's someone that Han, to a certain extent, handed the keys to. So, I think that helps, and that's... One of the things that I wondered about that they haven't necessarily made clear is Chewie's life debt transfer over to Rey. Like, I don't think so. And he's saying that Chewie has a new mission. So what exactly is that about? I mean, I guess you could make the assumption that the new mission is, okay, this First Order business, like he's got to be a part of making sure the First Order gets defeated once and for all, especially considering what Kylo Ren did to him. Maybe part of the mission is to either capture and kill or capture and somehow redeem Kylo Ren. Maybe that's part of the mission too. Or maybe it's just making sure that Luke gets brought back into the fight. I'd be really interested to see what his mission is actually being defined as as part of The Last Jedi. And then we have Maz Kanata, who is going to appear in the film. We've had it confirmed that she is going to appear, but that her role will be smaller than it was in The Force Awakens. And it's not like it was really a big role to begin with in terms of actual screen time. But it says here that she's going to show up for delivering an important moment in the sp- or have an important moment in the spotlight and she has insights into the past and Anthony Bresikin notes that for a film about history family connections and the way the force shapes destiny Maz Kanata is bound to deliver important information Ryan Johnson says she has a smaller part but it's a really fun part and Lupita is so awesome so of course the natural thing you want to jump to is that her part in The Last Jedi is telling the story of how she came into possession of Luke Skywalker's lightsaber I hope that is a good story that we get to hear in The Last Jedi and as for the person who asked Maz Kanata the question in The Force Awakens about where she got that lightsaber, Han Solo, there's actually a note in here about him as well. Ryan Johnson says, Han, the ghost of, and then he says, well, not literally, and says, I don't want to misguide. I have to be very careful with my words here. He says, a figurative ghost of Han had to be present throughout this entire film. And that has implications for a number of characters, of course, for Princess Leia, uh, General Leia now, right? As well as Kylo Ren and Chewbacca and Rey and even possibly Luke. And hearing that was really awesome. I'm very pleased to know that the influence of Han Solo will extend beyond The Force Awakens and that they've actually accounted for this in The Last Jedi. So that is very cool. All right, I'm going to take a quick break here and come back at you with a Rogue One trivia, so stay tuned. 
Hey Rebel Rouser, The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com TFA to get right there. And inside you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com. Welcome back. Last time I asked you who was watching Cheered Imway from the Shadows while he was talking with Jen Erso, and that was Baze Malbus. Today's question for you What does Cheered Imway shout after Jin as she's being led away by Cassian? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you fire at will, Commander, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not just fully armed and operational, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.